Manx Radio's Countryside is brought to you by NFU Mutual. Hello and welcome to this week's Countryside programme. I'm Simon Clark. And I'm Kiri Kermode. This week I popped along to the Corrigs Wildlife Park and spoke to the manager Kathleen Graham. And also Kiri and myself continue our look back at a very successful trade lure sheepdog trials that happened on the Isle of Man a couple of weeks ago. Well, another packed programme to fit in, Kiri, on this week's uh, one. We'll be hearing uh, you chat to Kathleen Graham from the Curragh Wildlife Park very shortly indeed. But uh, a couple of weeks ago, because we had a week off last week because uh, of the moon landing programme, of course, celebrating the 50 years, and we were at the Treadler Sheepdog Trials at uh, Richard Crow's family's land at Bishop's Court, and uh, we heard a couple of weeks ago uh, from the winner and a couple of people that were involved in it. Uh, but there was plenty to talk to. There was a fellow from Italy there, the judge, the people that were second and third, Michael Taggart, who was doing the announcing there as well. Plenty, and, and junior winners as well. Yeah, the junior young handler in uh, Henry uh, Harrison. What a lovely little man he was, 14 years of age, competing there with some of the worst champion Simon and uh, loving every minute of it and his dream is to compete for England um, all, come all the way from Cumbria with his family to, to have a go at Bishop's Court and he thoroughly enjoyed it. Indeed, well talking about world champions, Alad Owen was there he's twice a world champion it wasn't his weekend uh, here in the Isle of Man but uh, a very interesting fella to talk to and I caught up with him on the field uh, Third place today um, but it swings about, doesn't it? Oh yes, it does. Yes, yes. Very pleased with the dogs. Um, Cap was third. Uh, Glesney was fourth, and uh, very happy with the way they both worked. Yeah, and of course you, you've uh, been in these trials all over Europe, possibly the other side of the world. Have you? Yes, New yeah. Zealand. I've been trialing in New Zealand, uh, and of course in on the continents, France and uh, uh, Belgium, Holland. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was talking to Luca from Italy, yes. and he was saying that you know there, there's a lot of difference in the sheep as well. And do you find that when you go around different places? Yes, yes. Um, you know, some places you get hill sheep, and other places you get these um, lowland breeds. You know, the Texel Charlie crosses, and uh, so you've got to have a dog that's capable of working both types or any type of sheep really yeah and what about the the dogs today that you've had you you've ran two i think this weekend yes is, 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 is it always a good idea to run one that's more experienced than the other always i i, I try to run the unexperienced one uh first and then uh, the, the older one um second so um although both are experienced uh, in a way um but uh, that's what they tend to do i've got a pattern of using the younger one to start off with. does it give you a feel for the sheep yes it does well? yes yeah. yes yes and what about um the, the, the training off them is that all done by yourself yes it is yes yeah. um these two i bred myself and uh, i i also owned the mother and the father and um you know it's a breed that's uh I started uh, off about 40 years ago. Really? Yeah, uh, so those, uh, uh, the original female, Jess, um, is in all of my dogs now, and actually in a, in a lot of the um, British Isles uh, dogs. Is, is that one of the, the traits, when you get a good one, it, it sort of passes down in the bloodline? Yes, it does, yes, yeah. yes. I'm looking for a particular type. Um, you know, obviously you need a dog that's... First and foremost is you know the temperament. Yeah. You know I don't like a nervous dog, uh, but then of course you you want a good-looking dog, and uh, mainly the brains. 
and uh, that's that's the main ingredient, of course. You know. Yeah. East Portugal is uh, so clever, but there are some cleverer than others, you know. Yeah, and there's certain characteristics amongst them all, I suppose. Oh and yes. Can you train them all? Um, not all of them. I can train them up to, you know, uh, standard um, for farm work and so on. But um, you know, these dogs, the, these two dogs that I've got with me this weekend, um, you know, they're pretty special. And um, you know, it's a pity that they're getting older. Yeah. Yes. But you'll have more in the pipeline. Yes, you? I have. Yes, yes. I've got offsprings of both of them. Yes. Yeah. But you've got a, a wonderful, wonderful background and. Uh, a success rate in sheepdog trials, haven't you, all over the country? Yes, yes, yes. I've uh, won quite a few trials in my time. Yeah, the, the, the main ones, of course, are the um, World Championships. I've won that twice, and uh, uh, the Supreme Championships uh, four times. Wow, it's a pretty mm. good record, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, is it, I mean, coming to these sort of events, I mean, how do they compare to the Isle of Man? Uh, there's quite a good bit of support here because oh, yes. they don't see it very often. No, 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 no. Well, uh, you know, the venue's great and uh, the weather's been fantastic. You know, not too hot, um, but uh, just nice for the dogs, you know, and sheep have behaved really well. And, uh, yeah, fantastic trial. Yeah, and what's next for you? Um, well, actually, um, I'll I'll be running in the Champion of Champions, which is the four uh, captains of each country: um, England, Ireland, Scotland, and Wales, at the Royal Welsh Showground uh, in a couple of weeks. So that's the next one. Well, Jed Watson, congratulations! Nearly at the top today, runner-up. Must yeah. be pleased, though. Very pleased. Highly delighted, and um, a lot of good runs and. Uh, uh, yes, first would have been nice, but I'm only delighted with Saxon. Yeah, and it's certainly a, a good competitive field out there. Oh, oh, yes, yeah, you've got some of the top rounders in the, the old country Yeah, here. Well, how did the Isle of Man course and sheep compare to all the other places that you, you go? It, it's an excellent course, and the sheep have been true for the three days. You can't ask anything more of the field or the sheep been excellent yeah and a man who doesn't go to many of these but when you when i've seen it on the telly in the past there doesn't seem to be so many sheep in the shed and ring there seems to be a scut to them today no, a day yeah but that comes with the double fetch and that's you know what makes the final so special is a, those 16 sheep the collared sheep just uh it owns in on what a dog should should be doing correctly like yeah and it's a marvelous um example of the handler with the dog working together in it that's just got to be the secret well it's all, yeah. all about teamwork yeah, yeah and uh, where, where's next for you i suppose um do, uh, do you go sort of europe wide and uh, no i don't go europe too many times but uh i'm back in the west country uh next weekend so uh closer to home you'd be hoping to go one better i hope so yes i'm well, always trying <laughs> well it's a brilliant result today though and well done on your second place thank you very much i like thank you I'm here now with Henry Harrison, who's travelled quite far. Where have you come from, Henry? Uh, Sharp, uh, near Penrith in Cumbria. So, tell, tell our listeners, you're the youngest competitor here on the Isle of Man today. What age are you? Uh, 14 years old. And how did you get into sheepdog trialling? Uh, well, I started off with one dog, and then I had a litter of pups out of her, and then I just got keen and started playing with him and got in them going. <laughs> and I take it you're from a farming family at home? Yeah. Keep sheep as well? Yeah, sheep, yeah. yeah. 
So what does it take to train your dog? You know, you've got to make a connection. What, what work goes into it? Well, you've got to have them out twice a day, three times a day, and, like, doing all the basics with them. You've got to do all the basics before you start doing all the big stuff. And then... So you can't... You just go into a field with your pup and you just give it a command and it'll go? No, no. You, you go to a circled pen. I've got a circled pen up and you start them off outside of it so that the pup doesn't know to grip them and start biting them and then you work it outside of them and then put it inside and then start working in the field. Goodness me, and do you think a lot of the success from a sheepdog event is by the breeding of the dog? A lot of it counts on the breeding, but it's how you train it as well. And how, like now you're 14, how, how are you going to go on through the summer? Will you go to other sheepdog events or how, what's your future? Um, I'll try and go to a lot of events, yeah, and try and get myself ready for the big ones. You say big ones, where are these at now? Well, I would like to come back over here and I want to try and get points for the English National one day. Well, let's get a word with John Brennan, the judge. Uh, it's been a fascinating three days. It's been enjoyable three days and uh, very good testing for the dogs. And uh, the sheep are good and the course is good. These sort of events, um, it's, it's a good three days for them all because they've all got a chance to do something, haven't exactly. they? And then the final today. Exactly, yes. Yeah, And there's a good few people watching today as well, like. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Does, does it does it add to the pressure when everyone else has their own little scorecards out and marking them uh, themselves? Well, yeah, you have to you have to take that <laughs> as part of the, part of the game, like yeah, yeah. And hope most of them will agree with you at the finish. Like yeah. you have to make your own mind up, and yeah. Do you, but, uh, do, you, do you still compete in it? I do compete myself. Yes. Yeah. Be, in actual fact, this is my 40th year competing, so I've been around. What about how does competing compare to the judging? Is, is that equally as satisfying? Ah, well, competing is more satisfying than judging. Judging is more of a duty, I suppose, <laughs> to, to, to pay something back for somebody has to judge and to give something back, I suppose, you, you judge. It, it yeah. must be awkward, though. I mean, do you have to take into consideration how naughty the sheep can be? Um, not a lot, really, because... Uh, uh, I, I accept in exceptional circumstances because uh, a lot of the time the sheep behave in, in, in reaction to the dog. There's a great instinctive understanding between animals and sometimes they see a weakness in the dog and they play up a bit. And uh, as somebody who wouldn't be into the game would say, oh, he's trouble, I'd look to get that sheep. Wow. But often it's a bit of a case of the sheep spotted a weakness in the dog and said, I'm, I'm probably able to best get the better out of this fellow. Like, Do they ever see a weakness in, in the handler as well? Well, that's, you know, in the shedding ring, there's the nervousness in it. Uh, if if, if the, some of the very good handlers are very relaxed in the shedding ring and, and it relaxes the dog and it relaxes the sheep as well. And they, they, they have an animal, so they know if you're nervous as well. Yeah, they do. It makes a difference. Michael Taggart, you've had a pretty hard job this weekend being the commentator of the sheepdog trials. How has it been generally? It's been a great, great three days tremendous uh, atmosphere a lot of people over here you don't believe that there's uh, competitors come from Italy Austria um, there's competitors come from the Isle of Shetlands down to Cornwall and Devon Dartmoor Gosh. we have competitors from Wales and we have a local competitors as well and a few from Cumbria goodness <laughs> me what an array of talent but how do they get the dogs here though Michael they've all come by steam packet they the dogs probably travel better than we do actually there's <laughs> lovely trailers they've got and they're all decked out the, the the Italian gentleman was telling me that he's competing in England uh, for two months of the year because it's too hot to compete in Italy 
goodness me. And there will be enough competition still going, you know, sheepdog trials. You know, you think it's a thing of the past, maybe. Is this the case? I think it's going to catch on again in the Alaman. It's certainly been lost maybe the last few years, but it's starting to catch on away in England. It is a big big uh, competition the welsh welsh are really into it this is but you see them making good money you know they're they're a sideline and a sheepdog's essential for farming but it's a diversification you hear all the time you see the dogs making a good bit of money well apparently on saturday there was one sold at skipton for ten thousand pounds <laughs> it's worth more than a car, but the value of these dogs so in the working you, you can, environment. You can never give a, a... A quad has its uses, but certainly a dog, you have to have them. And it's somebody to talk to during the day. You know yourself, Kitty, you're quite often taking <laughs> selfies with your dog. <laughs> you're not wrong, they're my best friends. And like you say, you'll go miles running yourself. Because the sheep know when you haven't got the dog with oh, you. Oh, certainly. The dog... The, the, the sheep here today have come from Stan Skinner. They have been dogged. They've been used to a little bit of dogging, but they haven't been um, overworked with dogs. And they, they're not robots. And the, the competitors have all said that, that everybody's had a fair crack of the whip. It, the dogs would be tested if the sheep could find a little weak point on the dog that they they would take the advantage. So you're glad it's finished now? Your voice will be nearly worn out? No, it hasn't been too bad. I've had a good microphone. The, the, the speakers have been a little bit crackly, but certainly it's been a good, good three days and I think everybody's thoroughly enjoyed it. And uh, all the competitors I've spoken to have all said they're coming back if we have one next year and I think it's in the pipeline. Well, Luca Fini, you've travelled a reasonable distance to, to take part in the Isle of Man Sheepdog Trials. Yeah, I come from Italy. I stopped uh, last weekend in uh, south of England for another trial, and uh, then I've uh, been here for, for the first time for, for me here in the Isle of Man. A mm -hmm. good place, a very friendly trial, and I hope to com come back next year again. Oh, excellent stuff. Yeah. What about the, the Manx sheep? Were they troublesome? Uh, yeah. Well, but that, that's that's part that's part of the of the trial. It's part of the game. So sometimes, uh, you sheep are totally different from the sheep that we use in Italy. So so uh, that makes the difference between me and uh, and the others. I, I had a very good run on the field and uh, uh, bad work on the handwork. So oh. that makes the difference. How many dogs do you have with you? I have two dogs with me that I run uh, both in a, in a. In a, in a trial here. Yeah, and what about the difference between the sheep here in the Isle of Man and back home in Italy? What what is the main difference? Are they more placid or? Well, the the, the main difference is that our sheep are more doggy, are more used with dog. Right. So the a, a bit heavier than this, but uh, easy to handle probably and easy to pan, easy to shed. Different from from this type of sheep that are. A bit tough on on panish, <laughs> <laughs> but tough. But it's all a learning experience. Oh yeah, of and hope course. You've enjoyed it. Of course, I enjoy. And uh, I told you before, I I hope to come back next year. Brilliant stuff. Good to see you. Good yeah. to have you here. Thank you. Andrew Houston here at the Trade Lure Sheepdog Trials. You're very well travelled. Tell our listeners where you've travelled from. I've come here from the Shetland Islands. Now that is a long journey. I, I saw it on Facebook, and uh, oh. it's well presented and. And I thought, well, I've never been there before, so I'll just have a, a go. A go. And how have you found it? How is the Isle of Man compared to Shetland Islands? 
it's got trees. <laughs> <laughs> Shetland has no trees, and that's the most beautiful island here. Goodness me. And have the sheep been on your side this weekend? Yes, they've been marvellous sheep. The, the whole course, everything, the organisation has just been immaculate. It's just, you couldn't better it. It's very impressed with how the thing has, has been run. And how did you get on this weekend? It's a stiff competition out there. Well, we're lucky that we had two days that we could, if we didn't do so well, one day we could have another go on the second day, so yeah. the second day was better than the first day, yeah. but they didn't manage to get to the final. Goodness me, but the standard, I've been chatting with, with the George earlier, it, he said it was really, really a difficult decision to come to, it, it, yeah. there was just some really, really good parts from everybody, and it was hard to split them at the end there, That's but right. uh, will you be back? Oh definitely, I'll bring the wife next time so that she can have a, oh. enjoy this island. That was some of the people at the Trader Lewis Sheepdog Trials at Bishop's Court. Wonderful event, wasn't it? And uh, we, 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 we say it was a couple of weeks ago and we missed last week, So, but we thought we'd, we'd keep that audio because some fascinating people and they've all got different stories about it. They really have and they've travelled such a long way too, Simon, and the power of social media brought some of them there. But uh, it's just lovely to see young people getting involved with the sheepdogs. You know, they're such an important part of the farm and enterprise and, uh, you know, they can outdo any jeep or, or quad. You know, it's lovely having them around as a companion as well not the same shouting and telling any troubles to a jeep or a quad (laughs) not at all you're listening to countryside here on manx radio with kiri kermode and myself simon clark well it's uh that season i suppose the peak times at the moment and the kids will be off school uh for the curruk wildlife park it is always busy down there at the wildlife park and uh, it's looking spick and span with abundance of new babies there, Simon, too. And I went along to speak to the general manager, Kathleen Graham, to see how the breeding programmes were going. Kathleen, it seems that the park has been very busy. Here we are six months into summer now. Births and birthdays, it's been very busy. Um, yeah, uh, it's great time. Uh, we've had a lot of activity at the penguin enclosure this year. Um, so we're really pleased that we've got four chicks at the moment and they're all going strong. Um, they should fledge the nests at about 10 to 12 weeks old, So, um, but you are getting the odd glimpse of them. So we've got two in the two end nest boxes there. We've got one pair, set of parents who have decided to nest outside, so sometimes you get catch a little uh, sneaky preview of that chick. Which uh, we've been really lucky to see as well here now on this day, Kathleen. Yeah, because sometimes the parents moved off, so we just saw them there stretch his little flappy um, flip wings, if you want to call them. So, uh, And we've also got a set of parents in the igloo nest who, who are uh, have a chick, and sometimes you can see that chick as well stood behind the parents. But um, we, should, we should start getting the first ones fledging the nest in about a couple of weeks' time. Has this been the most successful year for the baby penguins? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, we were really pleased last year when, when we had quite a lot of nesting activity and we got one chick, Charlie Chick, who's still here. You can yeah. still see him because he's still got his chick plumage from last year, so he's still easy to spot, but you'll molt that out pretty soon and become an adult. But this year, they've really sort of taken off, yeah. if, like to speak, for the breeding. And, yeah, so we've had lots of eggs. We've still got um, a couple sitting on some eggs, so we'll see if that hatch out. But at the moment, yeah, we've got four good, healthy, strong chicks going strong so fingers crossed they'll they'll make it to adulthood you seem quite nervous but as everything here in the wildlife park it is going from strength to strength kathleen and a little birthday a very special birthday with baby phoenix 
Yes, and the gentle lemurs are now out in the rebuilt enclosure, so we'll go down and have a little look at them, Kerry, as well. Um, but yeah, they're they're really happy to be back out into that space in the new house. I mean, it was such a tragedy, but finally we've kind of got that um, exhibit uh, all finished. We're going to have a walk-in part to the lemur enclosure so that we hope to be open maybe for the summer but we will have to rely on volunteers to uh, man man it so it may only be open for an hour or two if we have a volunteer to sit there so I mean if there's anybody who wants to hang out with the lemurs has got a couple of hours to spare during the day come and speak to us you can maybe be one of the people who just make sure the lemur's safe and tell people all about how endangered the, the ring-tailed lemurs are and just hang out with the lemurs. This year we've had Acorn, the female, have twins, which has been great. Um, twins aren't aren't unheard of, um, but they're they're more common in uh, zoos and wildlife parks again because there's more resources. Um, very occasionally twins uh, will um, be born in the wild. So Acorn had twins in March and uh, then we've had another female, uh, Willow, who's had uh, a single baby as well. So um, it's great that we've got three in the group and the single baby is about three weeks younger than the twins but has kind of caught up almost in size because the, the mothers had to feed two so they haven't grown quite as fast but you see the three of them now they're, they're off jumping off their mothers and they're jumping all about and you see the three of them playing together as well so it's really nice that we've got this new little band of, of lemurs so that brings our ringtail group up to nine so that, that's quite good so hopefully maybe we'll have another year of breeding the ring-tailed lemurs as well before we might need to not keep keep growing um, and although they're endangered uh, in the wild and uh, there's a breeding program for them they are numerous in zoos so there's a big population there so sometimes you have to think actually it's time to stop breeding and um, so our ideal will be just to keep keep a nice family group but yeah it's great to have uh, baby lemurs they are so cute and was it such a surprise to see twins because you expect one but two um, yeah, I mean, she, you know, the keepers knew that uh, that she was going to give birth, but I mean, we don't ultrasound them or anything like that. So yeah, two popped out, so that was great. Sometimes it can be that um, two mothers have given birth at exactly the same time and they're sharing the babies, um, but this was definitely twins, so it's great. Yeah, double the fun. But the same with conservation the world over, Kathleen. It is important that people do get involved, and you've got two great setups here in the in the new charity of the supporters of the Currucks Wildlife Park and also the Children's Academy. Um, yeah, so yeah, a number of things going on. So we have um, the supporters is the charity that uh, helps us in regards to getting some of the enclosures, the extra things that we need. So they get um, banks and corporate groups involved and kind of helping do up the park and make things better for the animals. Um, we have our conservation fund, which, you know, when we're doing trails or badges and things like that, that, that goes in. But you can now, when you come to the park, pay an extra pound on top of your, your fee. You can volunteer for that. You're not charged unless you say you want to pay it. But that goes towards the conservation fund. So it's really important that I think, you know, we allow visitors to ha visit here and be able to make a difference to animals in the wild. Um, our Wild Academy, yeah, we've... It's all, it, the, the younger week, if you've got a seven and eight-year-old, I think there's still a couple of spaces left for that week in August and they spend a week at the park and um, they 
they help make some feeds, they get to meet an animal uh, every day, but they also learn about you know conservation and there's a bit of art involved and there's a bit of jumping on the jumping pillow. So <laughs> it's, it's a really uh, great sort of action-packed week where they get to learn about animals and have fun. So the Wild Academy is always really popular. The trains are running every Sunday and on Thursdays during the school holidays. And in fact, we do the Thursday fun days. Uh, they're always really popular. I mean, basically, it's a few extra bouncy castles. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, you know I, I'm a parent myself and I've been there when they're little. Sometimes you just want to let them go onto the bouncy things to have a little moment to relax <laughs> to yourself. Um, so as well as all the park and the animals, we've got that on a Thursday and there's no extra charge. It's just the usual admission, but it does get busy. So if, 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 you're, uh, if you are coming on Thursdays during the school holidays, um, come early because sometimes the car park's full by about half 11. Or, oh. come, or come by bus. <laughs> this is it, but everyone can still follow you on the social feeds. Recently, I just watched a video with the uh, King Vulture doing an impressive courting dance. You know, it's all there. You can find out all the information online yeah no we, we we like to sort of show people what's happening in the park and the little snippets because you can walk around the park and sometimes the otters mm -hmm. aren't there because they're having a nap but if you come back they'll be there but you know the keepers are great as well at filming little clips of things that happen uh, during their day and then you know we can put that on the Facebook page and the Instagram so we like to share that you know with, with our visitors and people who follow the park just so that even if you can't physically be here you can kind of keep in touch with what's happening and lastly Kathleen the opening hours for the summer oh we're always open <laughs> 10 a.m to 6 p.m uh, last admissions 5 p.m but yeah we're open every day you don't need to worry about that we're open every day right up until the end of the october november half term holidays so you don't need to phone us up and ask if we're open we're open yeah. that was kathleen graham the general manager of the Corrix wildlife park yes uh, it's nice to have a walk around there i've got me uh, yearly pass so I'll be able to, uh, to go because usually the young fella gets fed up within half an hour once, he's, once his money's ran out in the digas and things. <laughs> and, but, uh, so I just enjoy the walk around it. On a lovely day, it's just lovely and peaceful and quiet, isn't it? It's absolutely mm. fascinating. And they've done it up so well. And the team building from all these corporate organisations come and spend a day. And, and at the minute, Simon, they are looking for people to man the gentle lemur enclosure so you can go in and walk about with them. And they're, they're right there with you in the pen. What an experience that will be but uh, the, the animals are thriving and they're doing so so well yeah. and um, what, what a great thing to have on the Isle of Man on our doorstep not so many volunteers put the name forward to do the same for the Puma inclusion <laughs> 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 what do we leave it there for this week's Countryside have you got anything for it um, for the programme or you think uh, be uh, good to feature on Countryside leave a message for Kiri Kermode or Simon Clark at Manx Radio or send an email to Countryside at ManxRadio.com we'll leave it there for this week we're back next next week with more so from me Simon Clark and me Kiri Kerman we'll see you then ta-da bye-bye